It's the Underpowered Hour on this week's show. Ike is away at the Gambler 500, so I'm joined by Liza to talk about Rebel Rally Prep, getting into Land Rovers, and what we'll be up to at Overland Expo. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined today by my wife, Liza Barris. I am the tiny cactus mode to Steve's red lever, the advanced active terrain response of podcasting, Liza Barris. I am one half of the Underpowered Hour Rebel Rally Team 155. Keep up with us on Instagram and TikTok at Overland Her. Let's get started. All right, Liza. Well, Ike is away on the uh, Gambler 500 uh, this weekend. He is uh, likely dead by now uh, in that uh, wrecked uh, series car that uh, that he and uh, Linus uh, fielded uh, over the uh, over the weekend. So, uh, if not dead by uh, by crash, dead by uh, tetanus, I imagine uh, the or worst sun, case of death. sunburn or mosquitoes Something. or God engine only knows burn. What else. Yeah, who who knows, right? Yeah, an yeah. uncontrolled, out of control Mountain Dew fire. Any anything is possible. Food poison. Uh, Listening at camp, yeah. it could be all sorts of things. Very likely any of those uh, yeah. things. Uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, so uh, it's you and I today. Uh, I am uh, freshly back uh, from a uh, trip to Australia, which we'll talk about a, a little bit later. And uh, Welcome home. Yeah, and you are uh, madly uh, prepping for uh, the, uh, the big uh, Rebel Rally, which we'll also uh, talk about. But we would be remiss if not uh, to talk about uh, some big uh, Land Rover news that is no surprise to anyone. A Dodge uh, Durango Hellcat uh, raced a V8 uh, Defender 110, uh, and uh, to no one's surprise, the Dodge won. Uh, very Shocking. Easy. Shocking. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was purple, which I, I appreciate, a, a flat purple Dodge Durango. Um, I think that actually made it go a little bit faster. I think, that, I but, think there are a subset of people out there who love to point to that and be like, see, see, Land Rovers aren't very fast. To which I say, did anybody in the history ever say that Land Rovers were fast? Like, Yeah, I don't know where that's... Has that uh, ever yeah. been a, a notion that somebody actually thought? Yeah, I think it, uh, you know, and an, an no measure uh, of uh, a Land Rover versus a, a modern car, uh, I, I think, is the, is the Land Rover uh, ahead. I think it's, a, it's more of like a, a series of compromises that come out to be a net gain uh, in any one area if measured against something else. Uh, there's no way the Land Rover is going to come out ahead. It's more like a, on the cumulative that you get, uh, you know, you get like a reasonable uh, in many categories and therefore overall, I think. It's a, it's a I do choice. think it's worth noting for your listeners, in case I haven't picked up on your form of sarcasm, let me just, you know, enlighten people that uh, though you may trash talk the Land Rover brand from time to time, it is done with so much love and yeah. respect and admiration. As yeah. I think most of the Land Rover community, we are not uh, we are not pretending that the vehicle is perfect in every way. We love it with its imperfections and all. That's exactly right. Just like Ike, um, you know, <laughs> a very very similar reverence uh, for that. So speaking of uh, Her Majesty's Rebel uh, Rally, uh, how goes the prep? How is uh, how is things uh, on the road to Rebel? Uh, to 
rebel. Um, yeah, I can't say yes. it properly. It's okay. It's okay. I correct you all the time. Uh, it's going. Um, I think. I think it will be long after we've run maybe even our like fifth rebel before we'll actually say, you know what? I actually feel prepared and ready to go. I think there's a lot that we're trying to do. Um, put putting together sponsorship packages right now to try to get some. Um, some sponsors for, you know, some cash and some in-kind donations to uh, make sure that this is a sustainable thing that we can do year after year. Um, and uh, trying to practice plotting and which, you know, in theory, the plotting part is not that hard. Um, you can give me a map and a list of GPS coordinates and I'm getting pretty good at finding those on a map. The part that intimidates me the most is then like, map, get in car, drive to point that you plotted right. and actually get within proximity. And so that's where I'm starting to sweat a little bit and trying to find opportunities where we can go out and practice together. Um, even if it's, you know, you and I practicing down here in California and Jenna and Ike practicing in Oregon and then coming together. So, you know, that's the part that Right now, you know, I'm feeling like we're a bit behind on, um, and some of that will come with time. We're going to meet up at uh, Overland Expo Pacific Northwest next month in Oregon. Yeah, that's right. And hoping to, you know, get some time together behind a wheel, even if it's not in the truck that we're going to run for the Rebel, because we're going to leave that here. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know. Things are going good. I think I, like I say, I think I, I will continue to feel unprepared and uh, behind the eight ball for quite some time. But really, I think we're further ahead than I give myself credit for. I think Jenna and Ike are practicing by uh, Ike uh, asking for a particular carburetor and then Jenna having to find it in the workshop somewhere, which is... Uh, with a compass. With, with a, a compass. compass. Yeah. Yes. Which is, yeah, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's an, it's an yeah. alternative uh, training uh, technique, but we'll see. You know, it's just, uh, <laughs> I feel like it's like... Uh, you know, it's like Rocky uh, training in uh, Siberia when, uh, you know, meanwhile, uh, you know, the other guy is on all the high tech machines uh, and right. everything. And Rocky is just like punching a rock. So, right. That's just, all right. You know, down and dirty with the uh, the bare bones. That's right. In the end, uh, you know, he built he beat Dolph Lundgren. So I think, you know, that's uh, so you're saying I will beat Dolph Lundgren on the rebel on the rebel rally. I think it's yeah. a guarantee that you will place higher than Dolph Lundgren on okay. the rebel rally. I'll take I, it. I'm willing take to it. I'm willing to put money on that now. Uh, if anybody is willing to take the counter to that, uh, happy to discuss terms. But uh, I I'm pretty confident. I'm feeling pretty good. I will about say it. that um, I'm part of a bunch of uh, like Facebook groups for you know, the unofficial prepping group and now the official competitors group. And mm. I'm having conversations with other competitors whom I have watched do the rebel through their online show and, and things like that. And like, I'm fangirling a little bit like, oh, my mm -hmm. God, Emmy Hall just responded. She she left a comment on my post. Oh, my God. Um, and, uh, you know, some other folks that I know from social media and I know mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. watching The Rebel are suddenly friending me on Facebook. And I feel super popular and it feels really great. I am a big Emmy Hall fan. I think she's amazing. And uh, she's a big fan of the uh, of the Green Oval uh, herself has done the uh, Rebel in a, a classic uh, Defender long long time ago um and uh yeah and did some great stuff on cnet they uh, when cnet used to have their motoring programs uh, she was a correspondent for that and was always a ton mm -hmm. of fun to uh, to listen to she's got great energy she's a and, badass uh, i i'm very much looking forward to meeting her getting to know her yeah i uh 
there's another team that is running a 110 Defender. Um, yes. For our listeners, in case they're not aware, they're uh, Team Rover Landing. You should go find them on Instagram and like them. And they have a GoFundMe set up and um, help support uh, a fellow a fellow classic Land Rover that is going to run the Rebel. So we're going to have the 90 and they're going to have the 110. And I think it's going to be a great story. And uh, I've chatted with them a couple times online. They seem really, really great. And I think it's going to be so awesome to have our vehicles side by side. By side. We're actively looking for a team to run a classic 130. So it has to be white. It has, it has to, to be, be a white. white 130. Yeah. So uh, we'll yeah. complete the set. So if you have a green all... 130, you ha- you'll have to Sorry. repaint it. You'll have yeah. to, you'll wrap it white. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. That's certainly the perfect, uh, the perfect vehicle to run an <laughs> off-road rally in. Uh, I mean, and, great uh, if you yeah. have to sleep in it overnight, yeah, but because yeah. we're definitely not sleeping in the 90. Yeah, 50 gallon drums of uh, fuel in the back of the 130 in order to propel the 130 through the uh, sure. through the race would be uh, great. Think about how many max tracks you can fit back there. You know, you, you will need every single one of a them. A school bus. You just lay max tracks like a railroad. You just mm-hmm. head across the desert. Emily Miller, who founded the Rebel, told us this amazing story over dinner one night where one of the years they were out in a salt flat and the 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 big semi trailer carrying all of base camp got stuck in the salt flat and they had to get every single max track that the whole support team had and build a runway to yep. get this like giant, giant trailer out of the salt flat. And they just kept laying them one in front of another. And they had to, they had to get an 18 wheeler unstuck using max tracks. It's, you know, it's a little known fact, but they used max tracks to build the pyramids. That's actually how they, uh, how they built the pyramids. Yeah. With a, with a a rudimentary max track. Yeah. Um, That's, uh, but, uh, but yeah, helpful. I mean, you know, look at camel trophy. I mean, they would build little railroads through the Amazon out of that landing mat, uh, which was the sort of precursor to uh, to the max track. Uh, and I still prefer aluminum. It has crossed that, my but. mind on a number of occasions how awesome it would be to run our Camel Trophy discovery for the uh, the Rebel if we weren't so worried about like keeping it authentic yeah, and pristine. I would, uh, I drive the shit out of that at the Rebel. Well, I would say, I would say preserved. I don't think there's anything about it that you would describe yeah, as okay. pristine. Um, Good choice of words. But uh, I think the the most difficult thing would be convincing them to let uh, Camel Cigarettes sponsor you. Right. I think that right. would be the, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't think that would fly. But I, you know, I don't know. I think Camel would be down to sponsor. <laughs> They've, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of place to park money these days. So, uh, you know, it's just you and Jenna would have to start smoking like a ton. Great. Um, but, you know, it might be worth it. Might be worth Great. it. You know? Yeah, whatever. You can come back sounding like the Golden Girls. It'll be yeah. amazing. Probably yeah. looking like the Golden Girls, too. Smoking nonstop for 18 days. Um, anyway, so, uh, you know, on that, uh, you have apparently, uh, and this is this is uh, news to me as of this morning, uh, prepared uh, some uh, hard-hitting uh, questions, uh, not quite lightning round uh, questions, but no. in the, uh, I guess we've got some feedback from listeners that, uh, you know, Ike and I uh, rarely, uh, rarely do any uh, lightning round or, or difficult questions at all. In fact, we are, uh, in most cases, the inquisitors with uh, no, uh, you know, with no reciprocation of that. So uh, you have apparently come up with some, with some things in that thread. Yeah, well, I was, um, I, I, for those who don't know, I do a lot of our social media 
media behind the scenes. So usually if you're a listener... And by a lot, it's 100% of our social media. (laughs) So if you're a listener these days and you're messaging in, you're usually getting me first and then I grab Stephen into the conversation when you ask me a question that is too technical for for my skill set, then I get Stephen involved to give you like an actual correct answer. But the niceties, that's all me. Um, And so sometimes we get questions, you know, that are specific to the collection or specific to um, uh, our history or things like that. And it occurred to me that maybe listeners want to know a little bit more about you guys. And you guys always ask this question. So this is where I'll start. Mm -hmm. You always ask the question of your guests. Why Land Rover? What is it about the brand that made you go, yes, this is what I want to be passionate about? Why why the green oval for you? Of all the brands in the world uh, to choose, uh, why, yeah. why this one? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I mean, really, it started with, uh, I think, the, the first, well, the, the first Land Rover that we as a family ever owned was one of the first Land Rover discoveries uh, that came into Canada in uh, 1994 when they launched that car uh, in the, for, the, for the Canadian market. It was a little, uh, I think, a year later than they did in the United States. And, um, you know, it was something where my parents actually had ordered a Tahoe of all of the things in the world. What a world it would have been if we would have gotten a Tahoe. And that car <laughs> arrived at the dealership and then was keyed like by a disgruntled employee of the dealership or something. Oh, and, really? uh, you know, it, it, for those of you who have met my father, um, you know, there was no way that he was going to buy a repainted brand new car. Not like a that chance. was never in a million years. And Not like, well, for whatever reason, we needed a car right away. I don't, I don't entirely remember why. Um, but uh, anyway, so the conversation came up. A very good friend and, and a, a colleague of my father's and my dad's former assistant, um, and now uh, one of the lawyers that works with him and a, and a very good family friend, longstanding family friend, Jeff Marr, uh, had uh, a defender. Had my defender. Um, and he had said, well, you really good. You really should go and check out the discovery. It's a family car. Uh, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of somewhere between, um, you know, a, a, a sort of multifamily SUV and the defender, which is much more off-roady. And because we live in Canmore, uh, which is up in the mountains and it snows like insane crazy. And there is, you know, many days where the, you know, certainly back then the roads up there were almost impassable, uh, with snow and things. We needed something with low range. We needed something with full time four-wheel drive and that we could put slightly better snow tires on. So we went and we looked at this uh, discovery. And I'd been aware of Land Rovers, of course, because of, you know, Wild Kingdom and, and things like that. I was a big fan of all the National Geographic stuff uh, growing up. So series Land Rovers, I was certainly very aware of. But uh, yeah, after owning the first uh, uh, discovery and then uh, subsequently buying my Defender, uh, you know, we were, we were, we were locked in uh, for sure. Uh, about Six months to a year after buying the uh, Discovery, I bought a uh, Stage 1 V8, uh, a blue one that used to be AA yellow, and it was repainted blue. And uh, not a goddamn thing on that car worked. Uh, It didn't have first gear at all. uh, So you had to sort of like start in second gear with like a lot of 
revs to kind of get her going. And uh, it would break down nearly every time I, I took it out. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that car met its end uh, being broken up for parts. I sold it to a gentleman who then uh, broke it, which is a real uh, shame because I would have loved to. Now, of course, I have the facilities and the means and everything to, to restore something like that. But yeah, it really, it really started with that, uh, you know, with that silly discovery. And then, uh, and then subsequently that motor blew up. Uh, the, uh, the block cracked because of an overheating issue. Uh, they traded it in and got a discovery two because they got a great deal on the discovery two because the first one exploded. And then that one exploded. And then that one exploded. So I remember in a very similar way, in a very similar so way to give you an idea of how long you and I have been together. I remember the discovery one, you would mm-hmm. sometimes drive it when we would go mm-hmm. on our first dates, early mm-hmm. dates. If we didn't, mm-hmm. if we weren't in the Defender, you would borrow your mom's Discovery. Mm-hmm. And we went camping in the D1 yeah. once. And then yeah. I remember camping in the in the Discovery 2. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember those vehicles. I they don't remember cars. the Stage 1 as much. No. But I did think to ask you these questions because I dug up this amazing photo that I will oh, post to, to Instagram, Instagram this week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have and to put that, that on was the blue stage one with the white yeah, roof. That's right. That's my uh, good friend Matt Ford, uh, who uh, he and I were uh, in the midst of uh, restoring, uh, sort of <laughs> heavy air quotes on restoring that car. <laughs> at least, at least you know uh, we did some stuff on the interiors that made it a little more drivable. But uh, ultimately, um, you know, it had uh, really low compression. Uh, there was a couple of cylinders that had a lot of blow by on it, so it was pretty hard to drive. And as anyone who knows who owns a stage one. Uh, like uh, I, we do, um, they, they are tough to get parts for. Um, the motor's not so bad, but that had really bad front leaky swivel balls. And as anybody knows, those are 100% unique to uh, the Stage 1 and the very, very early Land Rovers, uh, the 110 and the 90, and really just the 110. And this was before our good friends at uh, Design Engineering in the UK that make brand new ones for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, nowadays there are a lot of remanufacture or a lot of, of new parts for the uh, the stage one because there's a quite of an enthusiast community around them back then remember this was the uh, late 90s uh, back then there was nothing available for those cars sure. uh, so sure. yeah would you consider the stage one that blue stage one is that the car that got away yeah 100 percent. yeah and i've tried to find it and it's been unfortunately it's it's gone um you know i know all of the chassis numbers and everything for it and i know the gentleman who sold it and uh kind of know who he sold it to got sold into a uh, uh gentleman in Seattle, um, and from there it was broken apart and uh, and sold up as bits, unfortunately. Uh, so, you know, part of it might be uh, around somewhere, um, but not in its uh, original configuration. So, you know, we have our our green uh, our green stage one now, which is you know uh, you sort of close your eyes inside of it, and it uh, smells the same. It shifts just as terribly, and uh, <laughs> and, and everything else. But uh, you know, obviously now we have the means to keep it uh, to keep it running, and it's in tip top shape, except that the forklift rolled into it the other day. So besides. Besides that, uh, got a little bit of uh, got a little bit of pulling. Talk about yeah. it. <laughs> got to pull some dents out of the rear cross member now, but uh, you know that's uh, that's what happens when your forklift uh, the e brake on the forklift doesn't work the way it uh, should. But besides that, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a great car, super fun to drive, and uh, runs super well. But yeah, that's sort of the that was the canonical Land Rover for me. But really, for the for the whole the, the whole getting the thing started, it was really the Discovery, and you know, equal to the Discovery was uh, Camel Trophy, and and being uh, interested in Camel Trophy. And I've said this a lot that you know you wanted. to 
to uh, be an astronaut, go to uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, become a fighter pilot in the Canadian military, which is the only way to do it, and then go and fly shuttles, uh, which wasn't really uh, possible uh, for me. I just wanted to drive in the Camel Trophy, uh, and uh, Canada didn't sell Camel cigarettes, so it was never an option uh, for me. Um, you know, and then the Camel Trophy kind of obviously came to an end before I moved to the United States, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't really ever something for me. So owning a Camel Trophy uh, truck now is uh, you know a little bit like you owning a, a shuttle. You know, uh, I'm not going to take it into space, <laughs> obviously, um, but you know the real people, uh, Bob Ives and all those folks. Uh, you know, you know, in, in, in my case, it was a support vehicle in '93. Um, you know, so those folks have been uh, you know in the car and uh, they have uh, you know they've driven it and it really went to Malaysia. It, it spent you know 10 years in France uh, with the with the team there as a training vehicle, and so it's the real deal. It's just like having a shuttle. Um, you know, and and for us, that's pretty that's pretty cool. We're going to take a very quick break to hear from this sponsor. And now back to the show. I ask you these questions. Of course, I know these answers, but I'm I'm thinking about this from the perspective of our listeners who seem to want to get to know you and Ike a little bit better. God so we're knows gonna have why. To, uh, we're going to have to ask why. Ike some of these same questions um, and find out what it was that originally, you know, brought him to the brand just like you. I like to think, though, that... Um, you know, you you are a tenacious human being. For those that don't know, once you once you really put your heart into something, you don't let go easily. And there were certainly times early in our careers and early in our marriage where I definitely the thought in the back of my head is that these things were more of a uh, wallet drain than they were worth. Um, and they, which and they may still are. Still be to, true. To be fair, that's totally true. Thank yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Probably that's still true. Yeah. But I like to think that now, unfortunately, after fifteen years of marriage and being together for twenty three some odd years, something like that, that now I'm just as bad as you are. I'm the mm-hmm. one now, like, go, you know, talking you into buying a lot of these vehicles, and. Uh, yeah. yeah, and we now own an orange Freelander. So I think that's about as far afield I mean, as that, one can get. That says a lot. That says a oh. lot about how far we're willing to go for this. It's true. This <laughs> it's dumb true. brand. For, I mean. for what, seems like a, what seems like a joke. Yeah, it's a, we're willing to you know spend some money oh, yeah. for comedy. Yeah, let me oh, tell yeah. you, it's not cheap to get a uh, essentially written off Freelander back on the road, but it's worth it. Oh, it's, it's totally worth it. Worth it. I'm worth having it. so much fun posting the social media for it. Yeah, just wait. We'll pick it up yeah. from Ed next weekend, and uh, it's yeah. going to be a social media blitz. It's going to be yeah. amazing. You just wait. It's uh, yeah. We yeah, got to take it out. Fun. We got to drive it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, if for you know at least at least a few blocks until at least it, for a uh, few hours. Into, yeah, I, if we're lucky, I'm going to get the little computer so that I can tell it to go out of limp home <laughs> mode uh, after driving it for 15 minutes. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, it's fine. It's it's all right. It's too new of a car for me to work on. Much like Ike doesn't know how to uh, drive an automatic transmission, I have absolutely no idea how to work on a car. You actually plug a little tool in that tells you what's wrong with it. <laughs> that uh, that seems like that takes all the fun out of it. You know, if I don't have to like guess and needlessly buy the wrong part uh i'm not i don't i don't feel like i'm doing it right so okay so uh, we've talked a little bit about some of the cars that you have owned and you know information about our collection can usually be found online but Mm -hmm. what is the one land rover 
you have never owned that you would do just about anything to get your hands on? Um, I mean, there's a lots of famous Land Rovers that I would I would love to have in the collection. I would love, um, you know, to have. I mean, you know, Darren Gap car, Darren Gap cars, and things like that. That's not really uh, going to happen because those are obviously like famous museum cars. Um, something that if it came up in the right sort of thing that I, I've always wanted, which is sort of a weird one, but at the beginning of the uh, uh, Steven Spielberg film Close Encounters of the Third Kind, they drive up to the World War II planes that they find in the middle of the California desert. That's a Series 3 that they drive up in. I've always wanted that exact car. So that particular serial number uh, would be really neat to have because I'm a, obviously I work in, in, in film and television and a huge Steven Spielberg fan, a huge Close Encounters fan. Um, and uh, I just think that's a neat, iconic, weird car to have there. Um, I'll one day murder Ike and steal the uh, you know steal the Steve McQueen uh, car from him. Uh, or actually, that's appropriate. I don't need to murder him. We'll just let nature take its course. He's going to do something and say he may be dead now. I may be you know I may be able to go and pick it up. You know I don't have to do anything. Uh, he's almost he almost dies three or four times a year. So um, that that's a pretty cool car. I mean we will get a, a, a Camel Trophy one ten at some point. I think you sort of have to have that to complete. Uh, I love uh, Expedition and Rally cars. So uh, you know a a G four Discovery a G four um, Range Rover would be very cool. Um, one of the uh, you know one of the earlier Trek cars. Uh, would be kind of neat. Um, a, what about one of the newer Trek cars? Oh, well, one of the newer Trek cars might be very cool to have. Uh, and it's also <laughs> orange, so it meets our uh, it meets our color, our, our recent color scheme. Hmm. 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 Maybe more news hmm. to come on that. Um, hmm. And yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think unique Land Rovers are something that, uh, that I, I really enjoy. North American spec cars, as you know well, our collection is very North American centric, so, um, you know, the Bug Eye, the Nada, the, you know, the the 80 inch they're all um obviously very north american cars uh, and uh, and were specced specifically for the united states um i would love some of the early canadian cars um because i'm obviously canadian we're canadian and uh some of those are pretty cool uh for sure um you know but then again i drive a, a run-of-the-mill north american spec series three uh you know nearly every day and that's just a super fun car to have because it's nothing remarkable at all it's just mm-hmm. a well cared for um and now newly carbureted um, Series 3 that, you know, just runs. And I drive it, and I love it. And, uh, you know, that maybe next to the Defender, um, I drive that nearly every day. The Stage 1, you know, rotates in there every once in a while. Um, So, yeah, you know, I just, uh, you know, I I think I'm always interested in a car that has an interesting story, that has, you know, some kind of, like, again, I love Expedition and Rally Providence. So anything that, um, you know, that that has an interesting competition uh, sort of slant to it is definitely All something. All right, listeners, like. this is not an invitation for you. So, to send if you Steve have any of these cars, every for sale. listing of every Land Rover you can possibly find. You are not invited to do so. Believe me, I already get them. I will say I I already get them and I appreciate it. Um, I do appreciate everyone sending (laughs) Ike and I all of the different Land Rovers. Don't ever stop. Uh, We won't always buy. Don't stop. It is fun. Yeah, we won't buy them uh, for for, for most of them. But hey, every once in a while, happy to to get them. We're always interested in in taking a look. Um, You know, I've driven uh, many of the forward controls. I'd love it to be flatbed uh, 
path forward control just because I think it'd actually be pretty handy, but I have nowhere to put it. No, uh, it's that's it. in we the same category. We are officially yeah. out of space right now, so I don't know. I think we're actually over capacity when the oh, freelander well comes up. We're over, yeah. Capacity. The free, I don't know where we're gonna park that freelander. No. God forbid, we don't, we wouldn't want to damage its completely damaged paint anymore. We want to preserve <laughs> that patina. Um, so that might have to park outside. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would consider a um, you know, a few non Land Rovers. I've always wanted a Steyr Push uh, Pinscour, a, f- a four wheel uh, Pinscour. Those are super cool, would be really fun. Um, you know, as everybody knows, I want a Jimny more than anything in the world. Um, I would take, uh, you know, any anything that I could put a little D body kit on. I would I would take that in a heartbeat. I was in Australia, uh, as we said just recently, and uh, man, it's Jimny City over there. There's like a million little Jimmy. Plus, everything is a tray back with a snorkel, I know which how you I just feel about love. those. Oh, oh, I love them so much. I want one so I bad. Know. I know it's such a stupid little car. I want it, it so bad. Oh, and. In person, it's just the greatest little car in the world. I really, <laughs> really want that. Um, Tell us about Australia. You met somebody down yeah, in Australia, one of our one I of did. Our followers. I, I met someone, and we're running away together um, because oh, I'm so of his. Happy uh, for you. Yeah, his love of the Trayback uh, series Land Rover. Um, I have to say, uh, it, like I said, it's Trayback City over there, which I just can't get <laughs> enough of. Every car has a snorkel and a Trayback on it. Like literally every single car. It's amazing. It's the greatest city in the world. That that and there's all kinds of crazy. Crazy ass El Caminos. Any car can be made what? into a pickup truck over there. Oh yeah, like They've like got, legitimate like, El Caminos or like El no, Camino truck inspired. Yeah, truck cars. Like uh, like uh, a truck bed car. There is like five brands of of them. This Ford, and I don't remember. I apologize. I don't know the actual model name. But this older Ford, like mid uh, mid nineties car uh, truck back that was amazing. And then lots of people just took the back of the car away and put like a tray back back there. And, uh, oh, it's, it's so cool. It was absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I went to see our, uh, our good buddy Jack, uh, which is a Dabo underscore down underscore under, uh, on Instagram, as anybody who knows Land Rovers knows the old Dabo Down Under, and uh, visited his his relatively new workshop, not not brand new, but uh, but he just moved in uh, not that long ago, and looked at some of the projects he's working on. He's got some super cool stuff, lots of great uh, hard dash cars. And he's he got restores a, uh, them. Is that what he, he does? He does, and he does a he does a, a remarkable job, all turnkey, right in his own uh, little shop. There, he paints and, nice. and does everything uh, in house. Um, and he had uh, yeah, a few cars on the go. Series three, a couple of series twos, one that's getting an electronic uh, or an electric rather drivetrain uh, in it, and then a couple of others that are just getting the standard sort of restoration, but really high uh, quality work. Uh, saw his daily driver, his series two dri- daily driver, a couple of really neat, like I said, series traybacks, very super Australian, uh, cool. you know, trayback series cars, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was great hanging out with Jack, and uh, yeah, happened to be in Brisbane for work. There's going to be someone out there somewhere that is right now. Rumbling as they drive to work, listening to this, going, he was here and he didn't tell us. Somebody else from Melbourne or Brisbane is going to be like, yeah. oh, oh, he, we, I didn't even know. I didn't. It was even a quick trip. Chance. It was a quick yeah. trip. It, it was, was a, a quick really trip, quick and a uh, lot of shooting at night, so a lot of sleeping during the day. And uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a. It was a bit of a, a fast pace. But on my last day of shooting, I managed to uh, sleep a little uh, less and uh, and pop out and see Jack in the afternoon, and that was great. It was really fun to see him, and it was fun to hang out at his shop. And uh, yeah, he's got some cool things on the go, and, and more to come. He's uh, getting a lift installed. He's working on trying to find a sort of dedicated paint facility. Facility to work out of and uh, yeah 
doing some super super nice stuff. So certainly, if you're in the uh, in the Brisbane, uh, you know, uh, Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast area, um, I think anywhere in Queensland, uh, you know, drop in and uh, and say hi, uh, check out the shop, and uh, and yeah, he's got uh, he's booked up. He said for for a, a while yet with uh, projects. Uh, he's uh, it's That's been cool. very very popular. But uh, and check out his Instagram. I mean, really great stuff. He does uh, you know a lot of fun stuff on the uh, on the Insta. He was in fact Instaing when I drove up. So uh, you can actually. <laughs> see me driving up in the back of uh of his uh, one of his uh, more recent uh, instagrams so yeah it was super fun and uh yeah well, great to see you him. know babe if uh if your film and television career never fully takes off you could always you could always just go into land rover restoration yeah you know that's funny because jack and i talked about that like don't let your hobby become your uh your work but he actually said uh, no it's been great so far that uh, you know so uh, the problem is i'm terrible at uh terrible at uh, restoring land rover so uh you know only average at making two television shows so We'll stick. Uh, we'll stick with that, uh, I guess. But uh, speaking at average, making television shows, so we are uh, going to embark on a uh, on a, a a huge journey up to uh, Oregon for. Uh, the Overland uh, Expo Pacific coming Northwest. up uh, here the uh, second second weekend of July. So that's mm-hmm. the weekend of July. I think the the show is the seventh and eighth, or uh, something like that, or the eighth or ninth. Or you'll go to their website, you'll check it out. I haven't done that, um, but uh, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a live show from there from our from our campsite. Uh, don't tell the Overland Expo people though, because I don't think you're allowed to do that. Um, and we uh, will also have some merch there. We will have uh, the yellow uh, red. Metro 80 uh, Defender, or I'm sorry, uh, Series Land Rover, uh, Series 1 Land Rover t-shirts back in stock. And we will uh, maybe be able to sell them to you there unofficially. Don't tell the people at Overland Expo. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll have some merch with us. We'll have uh, Liza and Jenna and Ike with us. Uh, we'll have a, a new Barris Collection uh, car with us. I think we're going to bring the Nada Series 2. Uh, Ike will bring any number of, uh, of cars uh, with him. I'm not sure what Ike and Jenna are going to bring up. Linus might come up with one of his cars. Uh, so uh, we'll have the whole crew uh, there so you can uh, meet them in person. Maybe uh, Linus will bring Campfire his banjo. banjo? Campfire Banjo? Banjo? Campfire banjo. Campfire banjo. Campfire banjo. That's my favorite vape flavor, coincidentally. <laughs> so, um, and apparently, if anybody listened to last week's episode, apparently I am now serving cinnamon scones campsite. Well, y- at least you don't have to get people's names tattooed on your chest. Well, so, that's true. Uh, I think You've it's got like, the worst end of the deal. Who's there. got? Well, I don't know. Um, but yeah, if your Land Rover is uh, broken, uh, please feel free to bring it by the campsite, and no, uh, I will uh, repair it for you I for uh, free of charge. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Linus uh, will serenade you uh, with the uh, banjo uh, music uh, if uh, he and Maddie end up coming. So uh, yeah, come on out and uh, meet the whole crew. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll be posting on Instagram throughout yeah. that weekend as to where we are and uh, what we're doing. So. Uh, feel free to uh, to grab uh, you know those times and, and come over and say hello. We'd uh, we'd love to uh, to meet you. We've got some stickers to give you, and uh, like I said, uh, we'll have a uh, we'll have a cavalcade of merch that you can also uh, purchase if you are uh, so inclined. What a great show to be wearing a yellow series one uh, t shirt or uh, an underpowered hour defender uh, t shirt uh, at, and uh, you can get some tiny Ike stickers. Uh, you can put them on your uh, vehicle, on your children, whatever uh, whatever you're into uh cover up those holes at your wheels uh, with uh, tiny ike stickers you know because you know how whatever. ike feels about holes in wheels he does not like holes in wheels nope. um nope. and so uh, yeah and hey head on over to the underpowered hour store um underpoweredhour.com and uh we are restocking uh this week 
uh, on the uh, Series 1 t-shirts as well as uh, a few stickers and things that have run out. So uh, just did the big uh, the big post-Australia right. restock. And if you're in the UK, if you're in the UK, um, our good friends over at Retro 80, they have some stuff still in stock. They're running low on that yellow Series 1 Retro 80 shirt, but um, I think they should have mostly everything else. So Yeah, um, Dan's got a good stock there. And also, Dan's just got amazing stuff. Uh, he, he uh, does. you know, don't don't he just does. buy one of our shirts, buy several of his because uh, he's got the coolest stuff. Great, amazing posters. He's such a talented artist, and uh, I need more wall space to accommodate all of the Retro 80 uh, artwork that, uh, that I keep uh, procuring. He's got some great stuff from uh, Bob Ives of the uh, Defender, um, and uh, some other really cool stuff. So yeah, make sure you head over to uh, Retro ID if you are in the UK or if you're in the United States. Uh, you know, I think he's got sizes we don't. It might be worth the shipping if you throw in some Retro ID posters and, and uh, other swag uh, as well. They've got, go. uh, yeah, they got some really cool stuff over there. I so, think we're going to do something when we're doing our live show in Oregon. I think we're going to do something where we want listener uh, uh, feedback. And so I'm going to post some stuff on social media this week as we work out those details. But I think we're going to um, invite our listeners to send in voice memos and ask us mm-hmm. questions. And we're going to do a little campfire chat while we're in Oregon using listener questions. So if you have a burning question for Ike or Steve or Linus or Jenna or maybe myself, uh, I think people should uh, send us their voice memos. Um, you can send them to us. Uh, through Instagram, through Facebook. You can email us at underpoweredhour at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, keep them short and sweet. You know, like 15 to 30 seconds is an ideal little soundbite. Um, But think about it like leaving us a little question in a voicemail and uh, send us your questions, your, your burning thoughts and desires that you would like Ike and Steve to uh, talk about. No question too personal, no question too intimate. Happy to uh, <laughs> help you in any uh, regard. Uh, so uh, with that, um, thanks as always uh, for listening. And uh, again, if you'd like to help support the show, head on over to uh, Patreon. We've got all kinds of good stuff. We're going to be doing some exclusive stuff at the old Overland Expo just for our patrons. And uh, yeah, head on over to uh, Overland underscore her to see what's happening with uh, Team Underpower hour in the big rebel rally team 155 and uh, head on over to uh, our instagram as we are uh, we're gaining followers like it's our job over there so uh, uh thank you for that we appreciate it that's all liza and uh <laughs> with that uh, we will uh talk to you soon Liza. have a uh, good uh, training weeks and Thanks. uh We'll hopefully see all of you in Oregon at uh, Overland Expo. All thousands of people who listen to the show, <laughs> please join us at Overland Expo from the 25% of people that uh, listen to us from the UK. Come on over. Uh, and we are going to try. Ike and I have, uh, have said we are going to try to get to uh, the September uh, show in, uh, I think, the Peterborough show in the UK if we can. Uh, so we will do a similar sort of thing over there. So so fret not, uh, friends in the United Kingdom and uh, Sorry, Australians, that I only got to see Jack. And maybe some of you saw me uh, driving and didn't even know it. 
because uh, I was driving a weird RAV4, um, but it didn't have a tray back. So I tried to get a tray back car, but they said I can't run one. Was, we might was no uh, we might have to send you on another field trip next year. We're gaining a lot of followers in uh, the the Emirates. Oh well, Ooh. hey, you know, funny. My uh, our 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 Land Rover, our Stage One, is a uh, is a, a, uh, a what they used to call a, an Arabian Peninsula spec uh, Stage oh. One. It has really? uh, the high octane carbs in it. Uh, no it's just specifically run on the on the higher octane fuel in the hotter climate uh, on the Caribbean Peninsula. So we have a uh, yeah. So that's where the stage one came from. So uh, yeah, it would be fun to go back to uh, to its there place of birth. Some, uh, there are some rallies in Dubai. Maybe we should send you guys to. I'm willing to rally anything in Dubai. <laughs> One of those ones where you take the you take the you know, like Lamborghinis and you just sort of smash them into curbs and thing. Whatever, I'm happy to whatever. do whatever. All right, yep. you were trying to end the episode and then I totally deterred us. So I uh, here we go. We're ending right. the episode. This is it. It's been a slice, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks for having me. The Underpowered Hour is produced by me, Steve Ferris, and Ike Goss. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook. 